Hello, and you're listening to special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to Carlos Campos, Art Faulkner, Sam Dharma. On with the show. Hello, and welcome to Let's Drone Out. We are on episode 357, and this week we are joined by Cerberus on our bottom bottom there. Uh, we're also joined by everyone's favorite, Stephen. Hello. I'm, well, I'm not everyone's favorite, though, am I? That's, that's a lie. I'm a stand-in for everyone's favorite who isn't available this week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, Jack's wife, Tony. This has got to be talked about because <laughs> this weekend, someone, a viewer, a listener, asked me if I was actually married to Jack. Oh. For oh. real. Mm-hmm. So this has got to stop. This These rumours are all, right. all lies. <laughs> right, embark on phase three. Right. Start disseminating the fake photographic evidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I'm Cole. So, welcome to Let's Drone Out. Hi, Gold. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I want to address this to all our <laughs> listeners on the podcast and watching live. No, I'm not married to Jack, for heaven's sake. It's just a ruse. It's just pretend. It's, it's just very easily embarrassed. You shouldn't oh, I was embarrass like, him. I was chatting to a guy. Who's like, They're oh, beautiful by the way, I'm, I'm listening. I've been listening to three year, for three years. And I was like, oh, hi. And he said his <laughs> FPV name. I can't remember you, uh, your FPV name, so I apologise. But he was like, um, he sort of talks for ages and then went, hey, are you actually, you know, married to Jack? I mean, it's, it's fine. And I was like, no, I'm not. I was absolutely devastated. Um, <laughs> rang Jack and he, he, of course, it cheered him up. No end. He was Superb. absolutely wetting himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was that. Yeah. Anyway, what were you up to meeting all these pilots? We should get to the uh, the lead. We were at Wings and Wheels, which needs to be renamed, doesn't it, really? It does, really. Not a fat lot of wheels, is there? There, was, I mean, there, there were quite a few, a few boats as well, which didn't feature. There was the boats, there was hovercraft. Mm. So it should be wings and some wheels and a handful of rudders. And some, <laughs> and some drones. Yeah. And some propellers. Yeah, no, it was um it was a good event. Got there got there on a Friday, um literally to an empty field. And I was like, what are we doing? He's um setting up my tent and stuff, but it, it soon packed out. It was it was quite a good turnout actually. It was really good. Yeah, it was bigger than I expected it to be, actually. It's the first time I've done wings and wheels. Oh yeah, of course you haven't been there before, have you? No. No. I was walking down the flight line. I was worried there weren't any any quads at all. I thought, oh, no one here, no one here. It's just all these noisy petrol planes going round in circles and round in circles and round in circles. Yeah. And then yep, finally got to the end and right in the corner, who was hiding down there but this guy? Cerberus. In his little tent. <laughs> in, in a gazebo, Yes. In a gazebo on the side of the tent, strictly yes. speaking, yeah. Tagged onto the uh, the whoop marquee. They had a jolly good time, bless them. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we always were... get um, shoved on the end. Yeah. Every year. Every year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why the marquee for the whoops was kind of flight side. Uh, on, on the other... So there's a fence which, mm-hmm. you know, divides the, the general populace from the spinny blades of death. Um, And the whoop marquee is on the other side of the fence. 
And whilst whoops do have spinny blades, I, I wouldn't qualify them as uh, spinny blades of death. No. Realistic. Are you saying that there's a difference between 200 kilos of petrol-powered aircraft and a 65 mil whoop? Yeah. Just a tiny, <laughs> tiny bit. A little bit. So, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know why I put them. I think they'd be better off moving that to the other side of the fence and um, giving us more space to fly, frankly. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that would hurt anybody. Yeah. At least they cut the grass this year. Last year, just like up here. <laughs> I think it would have benefited having the whoop stuff up where you know all the little model boats and stuff were, and get get the kids involved a bit. It was really out of the way and hard to know it was there. Yeah, they drew a good crowd actually, considering they're mm-hmm. on sort of the edge of beyond. Uh, they when they were doing their finals and stuff, I did look over my shoulder. They did have you know mm-hmm. some good crowds in there, really good on them. And they set up a great track as well. So word got around. Yeah. Excellent. Big, big up those guys. Those guys, nicely done. <clears throat> Took a bit too too much of our time though. <laughs> we never did get that twenty minutes back. Did you notice that? Yes. I, I yeah. So because of the proximity, it was either X class or whoops. I imagine yes. that all wings was a little challenging. Yeah, because we had wing wing racing and X class racing. Yeah, but, but obviously the wings weren't flying the same course as the tiny whoops for, no. for obvious were reasons. The tiny whoops were indoors off. on one course and the wings yeah. were outdoors on another course. And if those two courses had maybe been a few hundred metres apart, then you could have just done both at the same time. We could have like put them 200 metres apart with a big wall of aluminium foil between us just to block <laughs> them. Mm. No, probably possibly not. Um, it was, I mean, a, a tiny whoop. VTX isn't that powerful, but nah. hey, it's it's not worth messing about with. And we 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 meshed in with each other pretty well. Um, they ran over a bit here, we ran over a bit there. Um, we're all good friends, so we just sorted it out between us. It was good. So we shared the nice. airwaves. Um, we did. Yeah, and that, that worked pretty well actually. I was quite impressed with that. I don't think we'd have had um, time to fit in any kind of like five inch stuff. Uh, the five inch boys tend to be like pack after pack after pack they want to be they mm. want to be on it all day they're also um, a lot quicker to get up and running the x-class stuff was a bit kind of hesitant people like well, what's gonna happen here <laughs> what's gonna happen stand back well it was a test it was i was i was testing it was officially a test day yes <laughs> i think i mentioned that in commentary yeah yeah you did. But yeah and, and also like the the five inch racers if you go to a you know a bdra event um most of the guys there have been doing this a while, so they're pretty like they're on it. They know when it's their heat, they know when mm-hmm. they're spotting, um, and we, we can churn through heats pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The wing guys and the X class guys, yeah, it's the second time we've ever run a timed race in the UK, so there's, there's a bit of training to do, you know, get them in the right place at the right time. Yeah. They, were, they were good this weekend, I thought, weren't too many people not where they should be. And it was chilled, you know, it was laid back. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, let's hammer through it. It wasn't competitive, um, except when it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was nice. And we put on a good show for the crowd. So that was cool. That was cool. I do. I would like to see a projector or something next time. We had uh, had your wonderful video presentation and you've got all the, you know, the, the video feeds. And unfortunately, it was all presented on like a 24-inch uh, monitor. <laughs> the biggest screen I could fit in the car with all the other I have to take to a <laughs> Sorry, pardon, pardon my French. You can um, swear. Challenging. <laughs> challenging. We've got an editor for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, like um, Western Park, we just did uh, a round of the British qualifying for the five-inch racing guys there. We had the big um, Samsung uh, sponsored us with a massive LED screen. Um, oh, that's the which ticket. was awesome, but you're still talking. I think that was a grand and a half. Wow! To have that for the weekend, so it's it is a uh, reassuringly expensive. That is a BBC Master, yes. It is a real BBC Master, and it is we really running. Questions on Cerberus's background. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So this is the new backdrop um, for when we come back with Quadratic. You'll notice I'm not in the living room anymore. Oh. So how did you fit all that stuff in your car? <laughs> there was I'm, so much. It was like, oh my god, I carried. I think I carried two gazebos. Um, yeah, so two three by three gazebos, um, the massive rolling tool chests that everything folds into. They've been really handy, actually. I recommend those. Get yourself to 
um, the orange DIY outlet. Um, <laughs> and they all stack together, and the bottom one has wheels, so you can just wheel it around. It's great. And also, you throw everything in it and leave it alone. Don't touch it, because anything you take out of it will not be in it when you go to your next event. Yeah, so you've got to have the go bag. Yeah. Sacrosanct. So you, you seal that, that toolkit up, and that's it. And then it just, yeah, I guess I've gotten quite good at 3D Tetris kind of over the years. And the wife having a gigantic estate car is quite handy. That is very handy. Yeah. So I, 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 pro I did promise her that I would go and buy a more sensible car because I have an MX-5. Um, so I so I'll, I'll buy something a bit more sensible as my daily, something that a bit a bit nicer over the winter. So I went and brought an SLK. Mm. <laughs> 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 didn't quite work so she's yeah the huge estate car is a definite bonus yeah definitely well, i want to know um remember where to put everything when when i'm packing it or when i'm saying when, it when you're setting up like <laughs> wires here wires, antenna boxes and ah. then you're live streaming over 4g and and then you've got a camera as well the second day i love that camera view the field yeah, cam, yeah, that, were, that was the first time for me actually trying that. So that I was really pleased with that. Um, How did you switch it at the right time? Was it manually switched? Manually switched, yeah. So just, um, where's my serve deck? It's up there somewhere. Uh, so I can't afford an Elgato stream deck, so I got that. Oh, just an array of buttons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's really handy. You can just have that under your left hand and, you know, you know where the buttons are, you just... Hit the right button and off you go. Mm. A laptop my desk. I did notice when some of the X classes were doing their laps, it wasn't always hitting the uh, the lap timer. No. Very hard. Yeah, it's tricky. So the lap, lap timer is very easy to tune for a five inch um, because the gate is that bit smaller. Mm -hmm. um, so for anybody who doesn't know how we do the timing, it's, it's on your video signal. So in the start finish gate is the, the timer box, and it's actually eight video receivers plugged into some very clever electronics and as you come across you if you if you displayed it as a graph of um rssi the signal strength as you cross the timer you get a peak and then as you fly off around the course it if you come slightly close to the timer you might get a little peak but so that's why when you're laying out tracks you have to be careful to keep the, the start finish game you don't away want constantine from, or anything too much you wouldn't put a start, start finish yeah you wouldn't put it in a split s or something mm. like that so keep it away from everything else. And as you cross the line, you get that video peak. Well, with the X class, they're flying that bit higher. Mm. And the timer wasn't necessarily seeing it as a... Oh, it wasn't on the mast then. It was right down on the ground. Yeah, it's like sitting on the ground, yeah. Right. And it has very directional antennas. They're patches, um, but they're incredibly narrow patches. So when you've got a wide, tall gate, it's a little more difficult. And then... Uh, due to it being a little bit blustery. It was um, very windy, wasn't it? <laughs> it's a little bit blustery. Uh, the actual X-Class um, square gates were destroyed within, I mean, a couple of hours on day one. Yeah. Uh, and the thing with that is you can then, you can tune the, the signal strength to the height of that gate pretty much, and, that, and that's uh, a known quantity. Once we lost those gates, we had to use the flags well, it's very easy to go around the tip of a flag and it's, you know, you're still correct flight, still on track, but you've gone too high for the timer to pick you up. <clears throat> so that was challenging, mm -hmm. but we, we knew it would be and, and we made the best of it because, the, you know, what can you do when, when the weather destroys your gates? Um, yeah. you just, you and just destroys your it. sleep when you're oh. on top of a van in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> I can certainly understand why the X-Class didn't want to get down and cut the daisies after hearing a few of them pinwheel around, making yeah. very uh, expensive noises. Yeah, when when they do hit the deck, every roll just is painful because like you just uh, there's a hundred quid, another hundred quid, but, <laughs> but that's about four hundred, and and then the smoke begins to rise. And you're like, oh, okay, that's dead. Yeah. Oh. Luckily, fingers crossed, none none for me this time. There you are. We can't take the piss about you being on fire all the time now, Tony. Kept the smoking. Yeah, Kept yeah. The smoking. And you took the uh, you took the first place too, didn't you? I did. Yes, indeed. Congratulations! Well Thank you very yeah. much. 
No, and the only uh, man that was split-essing the gate properly as well. Hmm. Yes, I did split out the gate. Well, to be fair, it was it. I just pretended it was still there on after it had blown down. So I just I just split est two flags, but there was a gate there. Mm. And then, and when we come round that corner, and the wind, honestly, you come around the corner and just gone with the wind. It was just so fast down that straight, and then turning back against it, it was like a bit, you know, having a big sail. Very hard. It was probably, I reckon, it was twenty mile an hour constant wind for two days. Yeah. Um, which so, so I've never actually flown an X class. Is it quite wind affected? It it definitely was both days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Coming coming back against the wind, round them top two flags, was was I was like hundred percent throttle, ninety hundred percent throttle coming back. Wow. And then um, whipping around that bottom flag, I was fifty percent and letting the wind take me. So yeah, so you had to adjust to all all of that, and then it it was a shame the um it was a shame the the wind destroyed the two gates because yeah. you know it's nice Absolutely. to it's nice to go under and over them and you know yeah. so I just acted like it was still there so that's why I kept split s in that them two flags to be it, honest it really I think it was the sh- shortest route anyway yeah it was it affected the wind guys really badly as well they mm. they really struggled yeah it, it was if the worst was trying to get to bed <laughs> for me <laughs> flying in it wasn't as bad as trying to sleep in it it was um oh god it was horrible well, i think a, um, on top of a van weren't you you've got a yeah, tent on top that's yes i've got a tent, which is really nice because it's got a nice mattress and it's really big and stuff but um, being up higher on top of a van and the just flapping around at, I think three o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, it really, really got up and it was like, and I was like this, shaking on top of the van. I was like, oh my god, I'm never ever going to get to sleep. I think I, I had. When you talked about your van, I assumed you were sleeping hours. inside the van, not on top of it. On top of it in a tent. Like yeah. full safari mode, so the lions couldn't get in. Mm, yeah. 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 My hotel um, room was lovely. It was really nice. Well, I, <laughs> I'm I getting... hardly blew around at all. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking about that next year. But then you miss all the bonding and the fire pit and the sitting around the fire in the evening drinking beer. Yes, yeah. Richard. Uh, to, yes, we, we, we can confirm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Richard Warwick from the chat would like to know if Tony is still complaining about losing sleep. Yes. And then (laughs) Numbskull slept like a log. He was like literally next to us. Oh, dear. Yeah. Two two nights, I reckon I had six hours combined. It It weren't very nice. So I was running on coffee and Red Bull and stuff. But, yeah. I did. I did miss the kind of that whole fire pit and having a drink and and that part of it. I was kind of sad to miss out on that. I was pretty busy Saturday night. Um, yeah. And also, as it's kind of it's kind of a work gig as much as it's fun. It's, it's also you've got to be on you know on your game a bit. So hotel, and I'm getting old as well. So. I know. <laughs> I know feeling. I was literally thinking about next year. I was like, do I? Because it's always, it's, that's like, the first year we ever done it, X-Class was, um, we were just like displaying. We were doing a sort of display race. So we yeah. we were just just showing the crowd. There was lots of people, though. So we you didn't were, have some prat like me shouting at you while you flew? I, I, kind, I enjoyed it. There was a couple of people who were like, oh, my God, tell him to be quiet. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, because... Um, but I quite like it because if you're racing, you can like because when Joker and Clive were racing, brilliant race between them two, yeah. absolutely fantastic race. It was spot on. I think it was about four, four probably four laps of really close racing. Yeah. Clive overtaking, um, Joker, you know, coming back and overtaking. 
really really good fun but when you're um when you're flying of course you can't see backwards you don't know how far you are in front of them mm-hmm. but when Cerberus is shouting and Clive's he's, he's coming up you know he's, <laughs> he's right behind oh, him he's, he's about to move him. he's gonna move helps you and get it, on the throttle it, it literally does I've never seen Danny Danny boy Joker Vision panic so much he was like nice. oh my god nice. yeah so we all thrashed our batteries um uh, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. it. And also, the nice thing with X class is you can see the overtakes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you definitely can. We were wondering, Tony, how you knew uh, what your battery level was because I could have sworn you only had the camera OSD saying five volts and nothing else. So, how did you even keep the batteries intact? Uh, I've got a timer, so I know what they're like. Even though it was windy, I still stuck to my two minutes timer. Mm. And had someone, uh, you know, <clears throat> shouting out because I couldn't hear it because it was so windy. I was like, someone stand next to me and tell, you know, count me Are down. Are you rocking a pre-OSD beta flight board? Uh, it, I'm on 357. I definitely uh, had OSD. Beta flight. But I will tell you the reason that I don't. Okay. All right. All right. If I see my voltage, I won't mm. push. All right. Mm. If it starts, because you know when you're pushing, it dips, and you think, oh, and you start seeing 21, 21, I need to land, but then you let off the throttle, go over a gate or whatever, or you're with the wind and it shoots back up. I don't want to see that. I just don't want to see it. I'll just go by my timer and know. Okay, all right, all right. Well, you managed to keep the batteries alive and pull through first, so it's clearly a winning recipe. Uh, to be fair, I think the fast, me and Serb were just talking earlier, I think my fastest few laps was when I borrowed uh, a competitor's <laughs> batteries, <laughs> which was Clive FBV. So thanks, Clive, in the chat. He's probably in the was chat. Was he rocking some chunkier cells by any chance? Cause he, linked me, he linked me the batteries um, like a week before, and I was like, oh, no, they're too heavy. I don't want them. <laughs> and then when I got and saw them, I was like, oh, actually, these are quite compact. Mm. Um, and it was my round and I didn't have anything charged. And he was just like, take, take, take my two. And Because um, you were on I, three amp hours, right? And was he on fives or something? He was on five, yeah, 5,000 milliamp and mine are 3,000 and three years old. Um, so you had a lot more in the tank then. So I had more in the tank, but it, it just felt. They felt fresh. They felt, you know, I, I still kept them away. Um, my two minutes, I didn't push it right. over. Did you belt belt round then? Just just felt faster. The it, well, it was faster in the end. So mm. you're not getting yes. that sag. Are you? you don't you don't get that feeling of the the cells just going. Oh, I yeah. can't do that. Yeah, exactly. That up yeah. and over. That I yeah. definitely felt it on my old batteries. <laughs> Clive is out there still blaming me for his crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was a very close racing and you know it's nice to see though like um and it's the same in the five inch same with the wings same with the whoops we, we've got fantastic camaraderie in this hobby you know if you if you break an arm break a motor and you haven't got one the guy next to you will, even if he's like your biggest rival will go oh i've got one here you go yeah i do love that about the hobby mm. Um, Clive's done that a few times. He's helped me rebuild um, my X-Class and he's against me. And then he's against me and lends me one of his batteries. I mean, it's just magic. Yeah, yeah it's great. It's, uh, that's, that is the good part about about it, the, the, the community in general. Awesome. You know. So yeah. you live to fly another day, everything in tip-top condition now, race-winning condition. Yes, it's still uh, it's it's ready for the next event. So just a, maybe a couple of new packs when when you got a bit of spare cash, and then uh, another I'm tournament. Some, perhaps. I'm ordering some tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna get another lot of ATS, but because I won um, some ESCs, I won like four hundred something pounds worth Ooh. of APD one hundred twenty yeah. amp ESC. So. Big shout out to APD. That they really yeah. stepped up for that prize. That was really good of them. They really did. Good. I said so, we should give like one ESC to first and one ESC to second, <laughs> <laughs> and just let you fight. You cruel, cruel man. 
<laughs> so yeah, um, uh, I've, I've I've got to say for um, I've got fourteen go S beckons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not fourteen. I'm going well, to twelve's go nice and easy for mate, isn't it? Because you're dropping another cell and yeah, I'm going to go twelve. Um, there was two guys out there running twelve, Ralph and mm-hmm. Tom Monday. Um, Tom blew he blew a motor didn't he Tom Yeah, which was I think tuning because they come in red on that was was so crazy that was so mental and it was so hot it was just ridiculous so literally in the air you just see this motor go flamey (laughs) (laughs) literally flamed out yeah Yeah. flamed out wow yeah and then um, I believe Ralph's fried an ESE. Yeah. I think their burst is 180 amps for 20 seconds. I think. Yeah, they're pretty chunky. Wow, I, I've I've never had that at a race before, Tom. That was I couldn't get my head around it. Like Tom came up to me and go, "Can I pitch you?" It's like, um, uh, I I guess you you can. He's like, yeah. In my heat, I'm not going to fly the track. I'm just going to go over there into the corner, and I'm just going to pitch in. I'm like, okay then. <laughs> Got some some helpful tuning advice from Brighton to Life Fly there. Thanks for that. Uh, Too much D. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, actually, I uh, was speaking of tuning. So I just actually put brand new motors on my five inch, and of course, my tune was completely out of whack, and. Motors are getting super hot, and it, it took me about 10 packs to get it somewhat flyable, no vibrations, but, God, it's finicky. It's uh, What was the before and after then? What What was your latest upgrade that you gave yourself? Uh, so I got some, well, <laughs> I came from Red Bottom uh, Emax 2205s on my 5-inch to uh, now I've got T-Motor uh, V-Locks 2306s, uh, 2400 KB. So still running old 4S stuff, but... Uh, a much yeah. bigger motor, though. Yeah, and you know what? Oh, nice. 4S for life, eh? Yeah, 4S nice. for life, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, still working for us. Well, I, I put, when I put the new ones on, I, I took off, and everything just wobble, 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 wobble. <laughs> and then, like, 10 packs later, it, it feels like, you know... <laughs> Do that again. It, Wobble, wobble, wobble. <laughs> Cut that editor. We'll do that at the start and end of this podcast. Oh, yeah, always fun tuning. <laughs> you got there in the end, then you managed to. I've, I've never ever there. tuned a quad ever. I've never really? done it. I've only ever flown default. Really? Yeah. This might be a time to kind of touch on something. So, no. When I was off last time, people were saying, oh, 4.3, oh, they changed everything. Oh, it's harder to tune because you haven't got your little, you haven't got your little square. You can't play the number game anymore. And, oh. But but actually the point of, of getting rid of that huge matrix of numbers is to try and make it easier because there was always a winning combination, a ratio of those numbers where things worked best if they stayed in proportion to each other, right? Yeah. yeah. And so what the developers did is, made it so that instead of having to add three to this one and five to this one and seven to this one to try and keep that ratio intact as you make the the, the gains higher, they've just uh, put the sliders in so the gains, the, the relationship stays and you go, oh, I need more PID authority because, you know, I've got a little bit of, of oscillation. I haven't got the grip in flip, flips and rolls that I want. So you, you crank up the master slider or you crank up the P&I slider and it keeps everything in that nice ratio without you having to get your calculator out and be oh, three on this row, four on that row. Ah, so it basically, you do one slider, but it keeps it all in the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's really handy. It, it multiplies everything on the grid by like 1.1, for example. Just yeah. drag you, it up. Uh, you, you can't put your ratios completely out of kilter. Everything drifts along with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Drifts. I've still never done it. <laughs> uh, I'm not think, that quick anyway. Nobody would notice. I think filters are a, 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 um, a... You should do filters first and then PID. Yeah, ideally. Try and find the point where your frame resonance becomes a problem. And so you just crank up the filters. And, and mm. what that's doing is it increases the low pass. So your, your controls are the slowest movement, right? They're pretty much always guaranteed to... To, to get through the control, the actual intentional movement of the quad isn't isn't super fast. 
that you want to avoid paying attention to all the little outside influences um, and, and figure out exactly what the quad's meant to be doing. So you filter out all the high frequency stuff. But sometimes your frame can be doing a little bit of resonance. So you ideally want to get that frame resonance as high as possible and then move the filters up. And as you move the filters up, you um, you capture more of things like prop wash. Yeah. So your your PID controller knows about prop wash and can fight it, for example. If you have the filters really, really low down, then you're actually hiding prop wash from the flight controller, and so it can't really respond to it. So you get these kind of naff, wobbly effects when you descend into your prop wash and things. Mm. So ideally, you, you get the frame nice and tight so it doesn't wobble, and then you can move the filters up. And hopefully you won't get any frame resonance if you've got a nice solid frame. Um, and the sliders, again, they're helping you move all the filters up at the same time. So you don't have to go through loads of numbers and add a little bit to each one each time. So you just, you know, slowly crank up the filters until you get to the point where either you've got a very solid frame or something starts to get a little bit freaky and wobble around. You back it off a little bit to the safe point. And then, yeah, go and do PIDs. Like I mean, you, 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 you can fly around it like... Um... Joker Vision, who was flying his X class, he he knows that he can't push it yeah. to a certain angle. He's like he flew it within the means of what he could do. Like I've got a Kiss quad, one's really good and one's just a bit funny at a certain point where I've tried to tune it. I can't get rid of it, mm. so it's probably a bad motor or something. But I fly around it so I can make it smooth and that by just knowing yeah. that that quad yeah. is just a bit different so there is ways around it you can fly around it even yeah sure you can fly around prop wash and a lot of freestyle pilots i think they know that if they Mm -hmm. hold that throttle wide open their footage doesn't look as good so they're very selective about going high throttle and they just blip it they don't hold it wide open even if the battery will take it yeah this episode was recorded in front of a live online audience downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only censored to please the itunes people hosted on the internet forwarded through to your podcast provider downloaded playing on your device and is now playing in your ears all thanks to our patreons consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out i can appreciate the the art form and the effort and you know the that that whole like tuning kind of but i just put the default on and go fly it yeah. I haven't got time for it. If you're flying a five inch, they're golden actually. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, the profile that works for five easy. inch is really generous now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. I mean, it, I'd say it kind of takes the fun out of the flying aspect when you have to go spend 10 packs adjusting yeah. numbers and then you're like, oh wow, I didn't get anywhere and I got to go if you home don't and like You should just really stay on a nice solid five inch platform like you guys do, like the Apex. You know that's going to be okay with pretty much any tune. Yeah. And you can just yeah, go fly it. I've got these 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 three are my race quads because two is one and one is none, right? Um, can't figure out how to point. There you go. So they're all on default. They're just default setting. And do you know mm. what? They do suffer a bit with prop wash, um, but I can fly through it and I'm kind of like, I'm not yeah. going to dive into that rabbit sure. hole. But I'd, I would love, somebody needs to start like a tuning company. Like my cars, I take them to a rolling road. They I get exist. Them, I get them dynoed. I, I just want—I want to take my quads to a rolling road. <laughs> I, give, I just want to give. They them seem to mainly be in the USA, which is kind of a bummer for us over here in the UK because the shipping fees are going to be outrageous. But there's a few yeah, people. Yeah. I think Crunked is doing it, isn't he? A few others like that. I think Neil Jones, NJ would be a good one. You could send a drone to him. He could probably tune it, line of sight, a couple of packs, and send it back to you. That's what we need. Um, somebody, somebody, start that up. I want it would actually be a, it would actually good, be a be a good service, wouldn't it? Actually, yeah. quaddino.com. There you go. And now four threes out as well. I should mention that the people who are on three five seven because it just flew solid. Um, should probably give four three a shot because I think four zero had a very awkward sort of Goldilocks zone for tuning because you want that Goldilocks zone to be as wide as possible. And in three five, it was it was pretty generous. In yeah. four zero, that that was actually much narrower. And you had to tune it to get a good response. And four one that was slightly wider, and four two still, and four three is just very generous. And if you've got a five inch, it'll pretty much be guaranteed to fly well out of the box. I think three five seven is just really good for bigger quads. 
Mm. Um, I, I, I have no idea what the, the latest. I think was Tom on? Does anyone know if Tom was on the latest? Because I, okay. I, I, he spoke to me and said I'm going to try three five seven. Yeah. So I'm presuming he was on uh, the latest he was, speed. He was five. pretty happy with his tune. He put a, at least one pack, maybe two, through it. Um, and he was just giving it, you know, the, like the kind of side to side, and and he seemed pretty happy with it. And he flew it and smoked the motor. I mean, it just was. It was like, too hot. It was, yeah. got too hot. It was, it was like is, somebody set a, a set a flare off on one arm. It just. Sorry, yeah, cat. I'm disturbing you. The motor um, literally caught fire. Yeah, and then the second day he went out on the same. No, the first. It was still the first day, wasn't it? Because he repaired it overnight. And he flew, and he was doing nice laps. They were good and smooth. It wasn't looking twitchy. It wasn't looking like it was having trouble, and just <laughs> gone, smoked. Yeah. The second day, he put the new motor on it because he thought perhaps it had smoked because the motor was – he had one that was slightly clunky, he thought. Um, but the second day, he flew it, did three or four laps. He brought it over to race control, and I, I touched the motor and nearly burnt my fingers. It was wow. it, They were properly hot. Yeah. And that is a sign not to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fly that. You've yeah, got to go yeah. boom. Yeah. You should be able yeah. to hear it if it's that messed up, though, shouldn't you? I mean, it should be making some pretty obvious kind of... I don't know. I, 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 different noises on the X-Class, yeah, though. I was going to say, I'm, I'm not experienced enough in X-Class to tell you. They sound very different. Mm. Yeah. Lower. It's, mm. they're, they're, the motors are... The KV on the motors are like 350, 420... Not high KV, whereas you know you've got a five inch, you can hear the flutters and stuff when you punch mm. out. You think the ear is just more sensitive to the frequencies of a five inch, and you have a hard time making them out on X class. Then, mm. yeah, definitely. I think so. I mean, what everyone really should do is black box the whole thing. I've I've seen videos on it. I've never done it. Yeah, go out a fly black box, see where your stuff's going wrong, wow. especially when it's out. a couple of hundred quid a corner. Yeah. Hey, well, that, that could be part of this, you know, um, quad dyno service. Mm. Why doesn't someone, you know, is that doable? Could I send my black box log to somebody and then well, look you at it? You could do that go, already. I think, I, think. Someone, I think someone does do that already. Mm. Yeah. You can, you send can literally them. send them to, like, forums right now. I think people on JB's forum will do that. People on the I, Beta Flight Discord will do it. I don't go on forums. They've got people on them. Bastards. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going I'm not going down this tuning rabbit hole. I'm starting to think about it. You're starting to talk me into it, but no. I Dangerous. Drawn in. Dangerous. Drawn in. Just defaults. buy more propellers and arms. Carry on. 4 S for life and defaults for life. That's 4 S for life. Oh my word. <laughs> I'm with you the 4 S thing. You don't need much more. I've got 4 S on the, the three inch and some four inch stuff. But I've seen four, Banny turn up at a, nice. with a four S. And everyone was running 6S and he yeah, still won the race. Kicked everybody's arm. Yeah. So it's, you know, here's what it is. I'm not saying it's faster. It's just harder to kill the 6S cells. They don't, don't drop yeah. out quite as quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying race. I'm a good pilot because I run 6S. That's clearly not the case. <laughs> I, was, I was at Laxton at a race and, and the conversation started off about whose race quad was light. And they're like, I can't remember who it was, but a couple of the quick younger guys. And I'm like, yeah, check that one out. And they're like, that's so light. Why is that so much lighter than mine? It's like, 4S, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. All your weight's in your lipo. I bring, yeah. my, I bring my batteries back at storage charge after a race anyway, because I'm rubbish. So who needs success? <laughs> what size 4S are you running then? Um, you only I, have like I run a 1600. 13, all right. Hmm. So, so it's a bit smaller than someone running a 1100 6S then. I did actually, I have actually been forced by all the guys in killer quads to actually fly when we go out to practice. Because normally I'm just like sat there with the laptop calling out lap times, right? And um, making the beeps play. And they're all like, so you have to fly. (laughs) You've (laughs) got to stop just sitting there playing with your technology. Strap a pack on and fly. And so, yeah, thank you guys because it's it's helped. I can actually get around a lap now, so that's quite Ooh. nice one. But we do like you 
calling out and shouting out stuff. <laughs> and and you know, you might you you do definitely make make the race days better. Thank you. That's very kind of you. I hope you enjoy doing it. It seems like you enjoy doing it, right? Yeah, I think yeah. he does. Yeah, it's a good laugh. It's a good laugh. I'm not I said to somebody uh last night actually in a conversation, um the, the race directing isn't quite as exciting for me. I find that a little bit dull, but the the showing off is like I don't mind doing that. Um, you know, I kind of I'm I'm actually quite a shy guy in real life. Um, you know, off camera and and behind the scenes, I'm quite quiet and quite introverted. But then, if I'm in the right situation, you put a camera on me and I just turn into this prat that that shouts. Um, although I never used to shout, I'm blaming Mr. Andrews for that one. I used to be a lot quieter. Um, but yeah, I just it's just you know a chance to just show off a bit and just muck about and have fun and uh, and and get people excited and make people smile. If, if you come out of that event, like the event we've just done, like the people smiling, oh, that was great fun. Oh, that, that's where you get paid, really. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. That's just so, that's so good. Um, uh, Brighton Side Fly, was, he sent me a message afterwards and said, I couldn't be there, but I felt like I was there and you made me feel a little bit closer to my mates. And I'm like, Aww. dude, that, that's like, for me, that's the best feedback. That's yeah. so cool. That is really cool. Oh, excellent. Bless him. I hope we have an update here. Race Castle is moving. For, for those Whoop fans out there, I guess. It's Richard Warwick from the chat. It is indeed. It is him. <laughs> nice to see him again. It was nice to see um, a, a lot of guys from the chat. So thank you for... Yeah, turning up and saying hello and we're wearing your LDO t-shirts and jumpers and that it's great to see it cheered definitely cheered Jack up when I sent him like four or five pictures of different people wearing LDO shirts excellent it was uh it was nice to see I noticed a ton of little FPV crawlers as well something that I hadn't seen before they look quite fun yeah I had a go at Marshall McFly's it was very fun so what's this? Um, got radio-controlled cars that are very, very slow and going over rocks and stuff. Uh, it was specifically the ones that they had uh, uh, in the store between the the Whoops and the X Class. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Was it? It wasn't quadcopters, was it? Um, the Orange Store, Drone Junkie. Yeah, <laughs> Drone Junkie had an absolute ton of them, and some of them were incredibly small. They used these little. N20 motors that's about as small as you can get a little a little motor brush motors and um, some of them had cameras in as well and they had this crazy little course they built that you know that's they, very cool it's about a quarter of a tabletop and they drive around did you see the Tamiya tent I was sorry complete tangent but oh, I was yeah. blown I was blown oh, yeah. away by that how like I mean I can fit quite a lot in the back of an estate car They'd brought an entire mm-hmm. model village with them, and they were driving yeah. stuff. And they bought like <laughs> dirt specifically, so they could like pick up the dirt, put it in a truck, and drive it to the <laughs> other side of the tent. There, was a, drop it there. there were two guys sat in the corner, and I stood and watched them for altogether far too long. It was far too entertaining. And there's a couple of guys just sat there with their radios, and one of them's on the digger, and he's like digging it up, <laughs> and then like moving it across to the guy who's got the truck, and he's like loading the truck up, and then he's driving the truck around <laughs> and dropping it off somewhere. And it's like a hard day's work, what? hard day's work. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was so. Did cool. You see the Daleks was... as well. There was an RC Dalek there. I didn't see that. Someone had it wired up with a voice changer, and he awesome. had a little boot mic on, so he could walk up to people and threaten to kill them in a friendly way. <laughs> <laughs> I saw yeah, Mr. Bean. Oh yeah, Mr. Bean. And Del Boy's was, van. I thought that was a puppet. <laughs> no, some guy was sat on an armchair on top of a mini the entire day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would, doing a weird face. I thought yeah. it was like a scarecrow, like a puppet thing. And I was walking back with a burger in my hand and he moved. I'm like, God damn it! It's a real dude. <laughs> You've been up there for hours. What's going on? <laughs> Very nice. good event though, Wings and Wheels. I, I've, that's the third year I've done it, and I've I've, all, I've enjoyed every single one. Yeah, um, bits. It was really good. 
There's well, a thing we didn't see more hovercraft. The hovercraft tent fascinated me, but they, yeah. they were one of the few ones I that we didn't that. see out and about. I, I did enjoy the hovercrafts. I'd really like to get more of the wing guys and more of the X class out there and, and do a bit more at it. I mean, I know it's only the second time race we've ever done wings and, and X class, and hopefully we've we've built a bit of excitement to it and people have seen it and they're like, wow, mm. I want to go and do that. So hopefully, like next year, we'll have a handful more wings and a handful more X class, and we'll that will mean we'll have to be on the ball a bit more and be a bit more. Uh, a little bit more regimented, like get people into their heats quicker and get the spotters in place. And But it would be great to see. I mean, imagine if we could get like 4X class up in one heat at the same time. It's too scary, too much money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got lucky. I got lucky on my, uh, like after um, Gary crashed on the first, yeah. first, first, um, first race i was with him he crashed out and i got lucky and for all of my rest of the day it was me on my own me yeah. on my own, me on my own so. yeah so very oh, lucky a, but as I mean, a commentator I, think, I want to see it <laughs> yeah but as a pilot my wallet shouting no, no. <laughs> two up two up was very i mean the like i said the clive and um Joker race was thrilling. Was I, I, I enjoyed it so much. It was, it was really, really good. good. Two is enough. Yeah, I think Clive's probably right. Two is enough. I felt quite bad about that because because as as the commentator, you want you want the drama, right? It's about the drama. Um, so like I'm like, it'd be cool if they hit each other, <laughs> 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 and, and then they hit each other. I'm like, oh damn! But but it was a real like. I think they walked away with a couple of broken props. Yeah, that was it. Cut the props so like, that. Yeah, that's, that was the best outcome for me because it's something exciting to commentate on, and it didn't cost three and a half grand, so that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen bad stuff happen, but yeah, that was that was good. It was such a good race. Them th- them two are really good. Uh, I think they need to fly again together because they're like pretty even. I think. Yeah, I think Joker might have the upper hand a little bit, but I, I think. Um, I think yeah, look, Joker I'll race Clive again. I think I think Clive's got it in him to come back and 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 I'd say, uh, yeah, he's a little bit of a of a quiet but deadly, isn't he, old Clive? Yeah. He just sort of like it, he's actually quietly quite good at that little overtake. That bottom left corner that I came down the runway into that long right hander. And it didn't look like he was going to spring a move, and he just 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 swept past him. Just yeah, uh, snuck uh, one in. Yeah, yeah, very sneaky. sneaky. He keep, hides his light under a bushel. That boy. Yep, he was good, and uh, just an all round nice guy as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You go, you guys are all nice. You, it's it's so it is really good fun um, to commentate for you guys and and to come and you know do the setup and do that stuff because you guys are just fun to hang out with and and do stuff um without you know blowing too much smoke up your derriere it's, it, it's a good <laughs> laugh you know it doesn't feel like it's terribly hard work mm. yeah I'm not, I'm, i hope i think there's another event coming I yes think, hopefully yes we have stuff in the pipeline and then um, may, maybe one at, well, I don't know if I should say it, but Fossils <laughs> somewhere, but maybe Fossil HQ, there might be another. Yes. There's, um, a couple, there's a couple of irons in the fire, let's put it that way. Yes. And so, then there's a headcorn, which I might be, I've been asked to demo the X-Class. Yeah. So I might. I've done that once before, which was good. So might be demo racing, you know, just pretend racing um, to get the crowds in. So, But they're so cool to fly. And I, I stopped flying five-inch race racing because I got fed up with the tracks. When we, when we first started this six years ago, we had massive, big, fast tracks where you could overtake each other and it was like a drag race here and then there, yeah. there was gates here and they were really big and then they'd get smaller and smaller and smaller and I ended up I was just like I don't I don't enjoy yeah. this anymore it's mm. 
turn up on the track, you've got a massive field, and we're there doing a yeah. tiny bit there, and it's just all this. And They've just taken like, a five-inch track and put X-Class on it. Yeah. and We've, We have gone back to those this year, actually. I, I mean, that, that does sound contrived, but we have actually, from the tracks I've flown this year, things are getting gone back to that flowing kind of faster mm. especially if it's especially like western like the airgate tracks mm. they're much much nicer you don't feel like you're just fart assing about and twiddling about you know like mm. um like racing drivers will be like oh i don't like that chicane it's just twiddly nonsense yeah mm. um, i do find the technical stuff is just a bit yeah we've <sighs> moved away we have moved away from that this year i think because yeah. because that's what people want it's just a grind, you know. You, you you grind this particular thing until it's muscle memory, and it's yeah. yeah. Um, and having else? having the X class track, it is like you said on the. It's like a Silverstone track. It's a big open track. Yeah. I mean, I can fly my. I've flown my X class through a five inch gate a few times, but having them nice big gates um, to play with is nice, especially when you got two abreast. Like yeah. literally just about mm. fit through, yeah. but yeah, it feels like you could have gone a bit larger, and then you could have had something that's nice and flowy for the X class, and also pretty good for wings because wings yeah. need that space as well, don't they? It was surprising yeah. how quickly that space ran out. Mm-hmm. The wings were so fast, big. weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah track. And you know, there's, there's a time and a place for Monaco, right? You know, Monaco's on the on the calendar for a reason. Yeah. But but what would you rather drive, Monaco or Silverstone? Silverstone mm. every day. You know, so. But I, th- I think the wings um, work really well with the X class as well. I think I think it just works. Like we can set up a track yeah, and the tracks work together. Just well. you know, they lower their um their inflatable <laughs> gate. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I'd go through it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they had absolute conniptions when Ralph flew through it. <laughs> I think they. A little a ma- worried, aren't they? Yeah, a massive twelve S blender flying through an inflatable gate. Yeah, then no, no, they got a bit scared. People are trying to get me to reveal the race course for for Saturday. And uh, my, what's my happening FP- Saturday? My FPV brother is is begging me to promote something. I don't know if I'm allowed to. I'm I'm at, so we're at Cosford uh, this weekend. So the Large Model Association show at Cosford, RAF Cosford. Uh, I'm race director round of the British quali- uh, British qualifying round for B- uh, BDRA. Okay. Cool. So if if you're bored, come up to Cosford. And then the weekend after that is another event. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. You can say it on here. We don't mind, but it's entirely up um, to you. So we um, so Killer Quads, which, you know, I look after. There's the crazy thing I started. Um, when we first started out, there were three of us, myself, um, Sideshow Bob and uh, Jim. Uh, our mate Jim, bless him. And the first race we ever did um, was us three, basically. And we had no clue what we were doing. Um, Jim then passed away, sadly. So every year we make sure we do at least one race. Uh, we try and do two or three races a year. Um, but one race is the Jim Gibney Memorial Race. And that is July the 9th. Um, it's in Bromsgrove and it's on IFPV. Um, so go and sign up and come and fly the Jim Gibney Memorial Race because it's good fun. It can is I the fly most... an X class there? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> it's, like, if, up, man. If, if you want to do um, a British qualifying event, so it's, it's really intimidating to go to an event that's a British qualifier, you know, mm. that, that's actually four, four points towards the, the British League. But if you want to come to one that's really chilled where we, you know, we don't get really stressed about the point side of it, in my rarely humble opinion, the Jim Gibney race is the one to come to. Sounds like a plan. There you go. That's my pitch. <laughs> Let's do it. That sounds all right to me. It's printing whoop gates. They better be my whoop gates, Finley. <laughs> well, I've still five got. It is proper chill. So a nice relaxing race. I've still got five inch racers hanging up so it'd be nice to get them down and see if Mm. they still fly a couple of fresh packs and thrash them a bit yeah come along Mm. might have to try that might have to try that might have to build an analog five inch 
Yeah, I was going to ask Cerberus. Could we fly? If we were flying um, DJI, would it be picked up on the counter? Not at all. No, no. So you can fly. You can go HD zero. Um, that works. HD zero is beautiful. All all three of which which all three of those are HD zero. Those my three races um, mm-hmm. this year. I changed over to HD zero. But the problem, the problem we have with DJI is we were talking earlier about that that video signal strength. Yeah. And and the DJI is very clever, and it's in fact too clever for its own good. If you're and close we, to the goggles, it doesn't raise the power. Yeah. It, so it can it can control its output. So when you get further away, it'll ramp its power a little up to a limit of what you set it to. But when you get mm. closer to you, it, it will actually drop its power. Um, so. So you say we could race DJI, but we're going to have to stand about 500 meters away from the course. Long distance yeah. racing. It kind of it New kind one. of works. You can track it. The timer will pick it up, <clears throat> but is it as reliable as analog? No. Um, and then you've got the the goggles transmit as well as receive. So you've got yeah. to stand all your pilots 20 meters away from each other, which is kind of ridiculous. And it's just. In, what about if we fly DJI and also strap a little analog VTX on there as well? What for the beeper? <laughs> it's been tried. It did <laughs> as not a lap work. Timer. <laughs> it, it does not work. You get all sorts of crazy interference. I mean, you you can do it if there's three or four of you like out at the local park or your rugby or football club. You can do it and you can time it. But when you've got 36, 42 pilots at the same venue with 10 heats, six in a heat, and you you try it just Chaos, just chaos. I can't do it. HD Zero works. It's using those same race bands. It doesn't interfere with anything. The the goggles don't transfer. Your colleague Winterblue is saying that DJI does work. It does work, yeah. It does work. But only only if there's a couple of you. If you if you try and mix like loads of you at an actual event. It's hassle. It's an extra thing to think about. And if only five percent of people are doing it, I understand. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. Very difficult. I mean, I think my I was on twenty five milliwatts, obviously flying the race weekend with my X class, but I think it only puts out fifteen. Yeah, if that. So looking at the looking at the peaks as you were crossing the timer, your quad was low. Yeah. Um, so it and it's difficult to difficult to quantify because even if you get like the immersion RC. Um, power meter checker dubri and and you won the quad just you, you still have to calibrate that to something yeah um so it's it's difficult to tell absolutely you know rf is a bit of black magic it's difficult to tell exactly yours was a little low i would say i think ralph's was a little hot if anything um there was a couple of hot guys out there yeah <laughs> they weren't as lovely as your jack were they <laughs> I am not married to Jack. It is bollocks. Yes. And so is the flat earth thing. It's all pretend. I really love Caroline's idea. I'd like to try that. <laughs> that <laughs> Caroline said, stick a barcode on the top of bottom of the quad and fly through the self-checkouts. <laughs> it makes the same noise. <laughs> Um, can we talk about the next event at all or not? I don't, I don't even know where it is or when it is, but I know there is one coming. Do you know um, any more information than me? Sir it, what was Winter Blue shouting about with this JG thing? That's the Jim Gibney. Oh, Jim, Jim Gibney, Gibney, right. Okay, it's that. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. So we don't actually have uh, – you have to have a minimum number of pilots for the race to be a qualifier, and we don't actually have that minimum yet. And the, the race is on the ninth, so the race will still go ahead. It would just be a fun fly if it's not a qualifier. But uh, if we could get the required amount, that would be lovely. Um, wings and X class. There are three um, potential, potential events kind of in the fire at the minute, and it's a case of seeing what what comes to pass. Um, I know uh, Stubbsy's working hard on some uh, fossil as well. So there, there will be another race, I think, this year, at least one. Um, Before the winter? Yeah, I hope so. And if I'm very lucky, I'll, I'll be invited back to um, to race direct and commentate. So. I think you've done such a grand job. Thank um, you. Everyone I spoke to really enjoyed your commentary. 
Even the pilots who were shaking and going, oh, my God, why is he shouting that Clive's behind me, etc. Um, Clive and Joker both came into, like, race control after that, and they literally could not hold their hands still. They were absolutely shaking. It was pretty yeah. fun. It was funny. Bless them. But really good fun. Yeah, so I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Enjoy your commentary. Um, thought it was great. So. Thank you. I'm all for it. I, I like to make it pass the wife test. That's what I always <laughs> say. It has, you have to be able to, if you can't make it to a race, right, you put the stream on. And if you're like big into drone racing, you'll put up with it. But could you actually sit there with the wife and put it on the telly with your YouTube app on your smart TV? Would it pass <laughs> the wife test? Um, but oh, Jack, would it? <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> smooth. Right, we've got to thank our patrons. Thank you, our wonderful, wonderful patrons. And if you're ready. listening to this, why don't you tune in on a Thursday night and you can watch us as well as listen to us? Um, all the swearing is taken out on the podcast for the uh, Apple people. <laughs> To the Apple people, make them sound like some sort of strange cult. I've been beat by an editor before. That's that's a, an achievement. I can tick that one off. You're definitely going to get beat. <laughs> Carl, right. do you want to see us out? Yeah, all right. I'll give it a shot. So, uh, well, thanks again, Service, for joining us this week. Uh, thanks for having me. So, uh, yeah, you've been tuned into Let's Drone Out, and uh, you've been joined by Stephen. Thanks, everyone. You've been joined by Tony. Bonjour. And Cerberus. Thanks for having thanks for coming by again. And I'm Cole. So uh yes, yeah. If you guys uh if you like what you see here and you want to help us out, you know, we've got a we've got a PayPal link for donations in the description. Um, you know, any any amount helps us out to keep the, the podcast going. And uh, you know, we appreciate everything. And uh I guess you guys tune in next week, Thursday, every Thursday. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night, everybody. Take Bye, care. everyone. Telemetry lost. Wobble, 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 wobble. I am <laughs> married to Jack. <laughs>